MMA Roadshow, episode number 411. My name is John Morgan, and Cold Coffee is with me. We are back together after being separated, covering <laughs> events all over the world. All over the world. I mean, you don't really just LA and Vegas, but still, we were in different hey. places last week. That's like Roadshow, though. That's Roadshow. That's some real Roadshows. I feel like I haven't seen you in a while, man. It's, oh. It was wild. We were doing two sto- totally different fight weeks. And, and then we had totally like a, we had a Zoom one in there somewhere. We well, did. The yeah. The one. God, that's true. It's been a while. Using, using the technology. I mean, when people think of us and they think of the Roadshow, they think... Technology, cutting edge, (laughs) you know, straight, legit fitness talk, (laughs) the highest level of gambling talk. (laughs) I did have some. I did have some uh, fitness talk this week. Actually, I got to talk to your coach, Juan Camilo Ronderos. Oh yes, dude. I'm so happy that he's getting in there. I mean, he had been working and working so hard to try to get it. And it's funny, like when we were doing the class, I'd see him. He's like, you know anything about the matchmakers? Do you know the matchmakers? (laughs) I was like, bro, if I see them. I will see what I can do, but more than likely, it'd be like, "Hey, Mick, you remember me? I'm Kenny. My coach wants to fight." <laughs> I'm like, "How awkward would that conversation have been?" Uh, but yeah, I'm super glad that he's getting their fight. So yeah, I'm looking forward to to listen to that interview. He's in a good place, man. It's you know, it's funny. Uh, so I ended up. I, I'll probably put it out tomorrow. I got we spoke yesterday, and I got to produce it and all that. We did did a video chat, and I'll probably put it out. But it, it's conversations like that that I've really been thinking about maybe like adding another episode each week or, or doing something where we do just those interviews, right? Because like it, it, his story is so unique, right, of coming into the UFC on 10 hours notice essentially to weigh-ins uh, to failing a drug test for uh, – I mean, for party drugs, basically. You know what I mean? Uh, my man, my man, had a, my man, had a little weed and coke in his system. I mean, you, if you, you ain't failing for that, you're you're not trying. <laughs> He's like, how about? He was funny. He's like, because I did ask him. Like, this is day it, and age, it'd probably be a lot different. Well, it's funny. I I was like, is it? I mean, it's. Uh, like, is it kind of embarrassing or is it kind of like whatever? He's like, hey, look, think about it. He's like, I was partying and I came in on 10 hours yeah. notice. You know what I mean? Like, what Hey, what do you think is going to happen when I'm in training camp and I'm actually, <laughs> actually, tra- you know, training stuff? So, anyway, it was the fitness thing just made me think because I was thinking about the whole train out the program and, uh, and having that conversation. But it, it's leading me this conversation about, like, maybe ha- adding another episode or I hate to start like a – I got so many podcasts going on. I, know, I hate to bro, have another podcast entirely. Too many damn know? podcasts. But I will <laughs> but, tell you. But I like those conversations. I like yeah, those conversations. just to give props to Juan, and I don't. I mean this in the utmost respect. Have you seen this lady? I have not. She fine as <laughs> hell. <laughs> That's the props you give me. That, She's fine that, as hell. He, not thanks Juan, for all the coaching. Oh my no! To, well, he knows. I I love him for his coaching, but like your, your I mean. Girl be good. Bro, he he uh he done uh he outshot the 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 coverage uh, every every phrase like I love him as a de- to death I think he is a hell of an individual and I think that's probably why he lined it a fine ass lady but she's actually a hell of a fighter as well, <laughs> um but she was actually helped coach us sometimes oh. as well so when they actually had the uh, the fun uh, the finale. She was in there. She was there actually coaching. So if you okay. saw the girl that was with him, yeah, yeah. that was going back and back and help coaching it. Well, that night was kind of crazy. You were actually working and doing yeah, the commentary yeah. and stuff. But she's fine. So yeah, I mean, like outside of being a hell of a nice guy, a talented fighter, uh, he must be packing some mad meat, man. Because <laughs> he, his, his lady, she fine. She fine. So good on you, Coach Juan. Good on you. And if and if y'all if y'all haven't seen it, I think her her Instagram's like Shotgun B MMA or something. Um, but yeah, she bad. She bad. So good on him. <laughs> we'll just pass that word out. There. Yeah, I tell you, the conversation. Not on top of all that, all of the good things you just said about him. 
it, it, the dude could literally be like a motivational speaker, man. He was talking about how, I mean, you know, he gave up this uh, this job. I think he says making like eighty thousand dollars a year, like running a, a dental office or whatever. No shit. And, and then, but it's like I want to chase that. I want to go after that passion. Did he like, talk I about his side this. hustle, like uh, uh, building computers and shit? No. Like if you go to his, he had a bad. That's funny you say that because it noticed like in the room he was in, it seemed like he had like a badass computer set up. Dude, in the back. Dude, like it's he on his computers? on his Instagram. He builds out like uh, high performance. Um, uh, compu- uh, computers like the ones with like the clear sides yeah. so you could see all the mechanisms yeah. on the inside it's bad as hell but yeah I, I think he did he posted he did a build for a fighter the other day I'm not sure what he's charging people probably the cost of all the gear that goes inside of it and a then little, just labor or whatever yeah. but dude is bad as fuck dude's cool. smart as Smart as all get oh, out. I enjoyed the chat. Man. I enjoyed the chat, man. Well, that, that comes out tomorrow. Be sure and check that out on the MMA Underground YouTube channel. Uh, trust you're feeling better. You seem in good spirits. I know oh, last, yeah. last week you were kind of hurting a little bit. Still, I'm still got like allergy sort of deal going on. You know, probably because of all the wind and stuff that's been kicking up lately in Vegas. Yeah. But yeah, no. In terms of like sickness or whatever, uh, no, it's good. It's good. And now that we're after the fact, we can say it because at the time I didn't want it because I was going to go to to uh, weigh-ins and fight night regardless. But uh, I also had the COVID. <laughs> <laughs> so, so the sinus. In, in fairness, it was a sinus. It was infection. a sinus infection. Your sinus was infected with COVID. It was infected with COVID, <laughs> or or at least I was just carrying it. I still feel like, uh, you know, you can carry it in your system and you carry the so virus, you but you don't, don't have actually, anything. I right? don't have any symptoms at all. Like my wife, when I when I had it and I had symptoms, yeah. There's no way my wife didn't Had get it. Have. Like I was literally when I got the call that I was positive, I was literally sitting on the couch, yeah, hanging out with my wife. There's talking. no way just, she didn't. She have had it. to have gotten yeah. it, but she never showed any. I think That's it. Yeah. I mean, and so you could carry it, and I think so. It was. And John was teasing me that I. I tested because there was a media day I didn't Convenient, want to go to. Conveniently, conveniently right, before, right before the media day <laughs> in which there was like all foreign speakers. Well, you know, and I, because I, when I felt bad, you know, when I was, I was like, man, uh, maybe I'll just go check because I had heard that Evie, Evie, um, who, uh, I used to Evie's, work for Globo. Now used to Globo. Now she does for UFC Brazil or whatever. Brazil. Fight Pass Brazil. She had said that she had a sinus infection. And at that time, my sinuses are messed up. I was like, dude, maybe I got that too. And I never asked her if she actually tried to test for COVID. Right. But when I was doing that, I was like, let me just test just to be sure. You know, I was like, I don't want to be that guy that just goes and unwillingly or unknowingly goes and infects somebody. Because it's one thing if it if it's another bunch of healthy guys, you know, and you're like, he's young. He's going to be fine. I'm sure he's going to be fine. I mean, there's people with families. There's people that yeah, have yeah. conditions that we don't understand. And so you, you can't just willy-nilly that shit, even though I told you I was thinking about still going. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I was going to wear a mask. Uh, I was like, I'll test it, whatever. Oh, and weird to show up with a mask for the first time in a year. Like, what's going on? <laughs> uh, I just don't want no. you to see me. Well, you know, the Asian partners there probably would have appreciated that since I felt, you know, a little off that I was wearing a mask. They would have just took it as a oh sign God. of respect. Um, I stand with you. But since I was just like, ah, you know, let me just check because I just don't want to be that guy. And when I saw it, you know, funny enough, the, the results from CBS, I did a home test. Right. The home test said it was positive, but I looked on the box, and most of you, if you guys don't know this, they have expiration dates. I didn't know that. So when I looked at it, I was like, oh, shit, this expired like five months ago. I was like, let me go set up something at CBS. Let me do one of the rapid tests, and and then just to make sure all my bases are covered. That took like three days to get the response. So when I got the positive, it was the day or right before, maybe it was the night before or the day of media day. I was like, well, you know, I got that COVID. I can't. But since it was so far in the process of when I got the the positive, 
two days later, it was it cleared my system, so I was able to get the negative. So when I was gonna go wear a mask, I was gonna try to be as good as I could that morning. You know, you never know. Maybe that day I might have would have just changed my mind. But honestly, everybody was gone. There yeah. was like nobody there. I was like, man, there's gonna be nobody at the at the the weigh-in days. I was most, like, most of the media was out. Most of the biggest media was out with in LA you. With me, yeah. At the, you know, at the so I was like, ah, I'm sure this will be fine. I'll just sit over in my little corner and I'll wear my mask. You know, but it would it cleared my system. But uh, before I forget. Uh, on those tests expiring, you can go and do. I did a Google search or whatever, but if you can, uh, the CDC or one of those health organizations has a listing, or sort of a database of all the distant different test things. Like mm-hmm. this is one where I asked, got some new ones. This is oh, a right Quidel or whatever. So this is like a new version. Um, but you can go and you can find the lot number. You look at the maker, it'll give you the lot number. And the, the test that I had actually got extended until like almost mid this year so even though they expired mid last year it almost extended it a whole full year Hmm. so more than likely if you do have a test you could look into to see whether it's still valid um because there is some liquids and things inside there you know i guess that you know that stuff can go bad but uh there's your lesson of covid testing day you have your at home test even though it says expired (laughs) might not be expired but you can check to see the validity but uh, but yeah no I feel I feel a lot better I still sound kind of nasally yeah, I'm a still dealing with like allergies bit. and stuff yeah. you know I've been trying to get my steps in dog so I've I been still you. going out and uh, you know getting the steps and stuff but lately Vegas has been really really windy it's still obviously beautiful and sunny but we've been having crazy wind lately windy, so chilly. and just getting outside it just kind of keeps knocking this up but um, yeah man I've been <laughs> like a fucking crack fiend like nasal spray. Like just, I was using one that I guess they said you're not supposed to do a bunch, so I switched to one that they said you can, but it doesn't work as effective. Mm-hmm. I've been spraying that shit like like constantly, like it's like it's like this is a 140 meter spray. I'm like, dude, this is gonna get me through like a week. <laughs> due, to, due to some previous life choices that I've made, I am not a big fan <laughs> of the nasal spray. Uh, I try to avoid that as much as possible. Uh, yeah. Transports me back to a time in my life where maybe I was making some decisions. I mean, you know, normally I make really responsible, of healthy course. decisions. I mean, I'm really always trying to take care of it. But believe it or not, there was a time in my life <laughs> where I may have ingested some things that were not quite so good for me. And, uh, yeah. you know, my boy Juan Camilla knows what I'm talking about. But I'm just well, saying. <laughs> I mean, it's like, you know, it's, it's, you know, it's that old joke, you know, like, Coke's a terrible drug. I don't like it. I just like the smell of it. You know, it's just <laughs> like. so ridiculous. <laughs> Oh man! Uh, all right, so fight week overall, uh, man. It was it was a week where really the bigger event was in in in, in LA with Bellator. I don't think there's any way you can deny that. Yeah, it was, for it sure. was the bigger, more important show. Um, but uh, you know, and uh, unfortunately, got the result that most of us thought was going to happen. Yeah, that was that was sad. It was, that was but, hard to watch. It, it was it was hard, man. It's so frustrating because you know, it, you know, I've seen a lot of people come out and say like, "Oh, the matchmakers, what are they doing?" But you gotta realize, man, Fedor insisted he on that matchup. That not, not, not one like insisted. Yeah. They were like, "What? What if we got Josh Barnett in here? Or, or what if we yeah. find, you know, let, let us find? What about what, you know?" Yeah, that wouldn't have been options. a great one either. I don't think that would have been a great one either. But Barnett's huge. Oh, dude, he, uh, dude, seeing him there. Yes. Massive. Oh my lord, yeah, it's crazy. But I, I don't know. I just I feel bad because a lot of people are kind of. Railing on the matchmakers, and it's like, bro, you got to realize, like, that's the fight that he <laughs> insists on. I'm watching, like, all the dudes after. Who was it that he was teasing about his belly? 
Chuck Liddell. Chuck Liddell. Yeah, like he, like, Fader hey, probably would be like, hey, how about that one? Could you, could you bet Chuck signed for one? You know, so, I thought good. that was so fun. I mean, like it just seeing cool. that, but just seeing that interaction between the guys. I know. Uh, I thought that was really, really cool. And, you know, people say, you know, uh, a lot of promotions could do better about retirements. Granted, this was a tough match for him. Granted, he, he got beat the F up. Yeah. But in terms of bringing out some extra element to actually send him off, that was really that was really darn cool. Super cool. Yeah, it was Super really, cool. really cool. Not something I've, I've really seen much of. And yeah. You know, not something that it, – it, it, it's – it was cool because it didn't feel forced. You know what I mean? Like yeah. all those people were like they all liked each other and respected each other. That, that dude, and that yeah. dude is just an absolute legend. You know, and so it was yep. it was a cool thing to be. At. And I will say the feeling as he walked in, man, like oh, dude, just the, the there was a vibe in there. Yeah, you know, where like the whole place was on their feet. Everybody had their camera out and was recording it. I was just kind of looking around, and it was cool. Like you know, fellow media members, like people in the VIP section, like everybody's kind of looking around, like damn. Yeah, there he is, right there, bro. That's Spado, cool. You know, it was, it was cool. And then, and then, essentially, the inevitable happened after that. Ooh, was, that was rough. Yeah, it was almost like they were like, did did debater not get the script? <laughs> did he not get the the script that said, hey, let 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 him have some moments? Yeah, they tried to give him that Tito script. He was like, no, 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 we're not doing that one again. <laughs> Boy, I mean, his hands are good, man. But that power, man. As soon as as soon as he started landing, I was like, holy cow, that is not how I saw that one going down. Was, I mean, I I had Bader winning. Of course, I just didn't have it Bader dominating because of strikes. He said, just, you know, I, I agree, right? Like, like, even though the first thing the, – because the first one was kind of like a freak result, like, right, like yeah. one shot landed and that was that. Um, but it was it was wild to hear him talk afterwards because, you know, he said, look, dude, Fedor still swings. And you do you saw him when he was loading up, like yeah. Fedor was throwing heavy. But Bader said, he's like, dude, I, I had watched enough tape and I've been in there with him. Like, I could see when he was about to throw. Like, I yeah. could feel that little tail. And he does have that little tail. Like, he kind of ducks in yeah. and leaps, you know what yeah. I mean? He's like, I knew it was coming. I saw it coming. I got out of the way. And, and he, dude, he handled it right. he puts his whole body into his exactly. strike. So, I mean, you see the body move before the arm actually right. starts going. Bef- you know, which would be a little bit different if he was just doing, like, a little short straight jab or anything. He literally just brings heat. Yeah, he's leaping at you. Yeah, so he's like that duck down and then looping arm, which if it hits you, you're going to get fucked up. I yep. mean, he's still got power. But, uh, well, good on him, man. That, show, that shows that Bader, I mean, as long as he's been doing it, he's still, you know, Upping his game as well, mm-hmm. you know, elevating it, you know, and working on his fight IQ. But he was he was all class all week, man. Yeah. If, you, if you weren't he's a fan of Bader, been, though. he Bader, has Bader's, been though. Bader's but, never. I've never thought anywhere like Bader just t- taking cheap shots nah. or you know anything like that. He's always been a classy, all dude. class man, and a tough spot. And, and you know, admitting it was a tough spot, you know, yeah. like even just saying like. Dude, I would have cheered for that guy if I wasn't fighting him. You know what yeah. I mean? So it was, uh, it was cool, man. It was good being out there. And, and um, the, the ratings, you know, the, the ratings, I think, uh, you know, a little over a million, I guess. But, you know, I was saying going, two, two things about the ratings, number one. First off, uh, times have changed in terms of what ratings are on network television, right? Yeah. So uh, I think anything – and I said this going in, and I really, truly believe it. Like, any number was a win because it was bigger than what you're going to get on Showtime. Way bigger than you're going to get on Showtime. Easily. So whether you want to look at, like – what Bellator did on CBS versus what Elite XC did on CBS or what, you know, I don't think you can. Um, I don't think it matters. I think them, them beating the Showtime number by a, a long margin is good for them. And the other thing, too, is um, I don't think – I mean, I, well, I, I know they don't. They don't include all the streaming numbers and stuff, and a lot of people are uh, streaming. In fact, it was weird to me. I saw a couple different people on social media and, and even 
uh, a, a friend of mine in text message was like, I don't know how to get CBS. Because like, everybody has streaming services now. Yeah. That they're like, I, I'm like, I think you can just turn your TV on and get it. But people yeah. are like, I don't know how to get CBS. And I thought that was so bizarre. Like, you shoot network television. was like, got to get on network television. Yeah. Now you had people, like people that I know specifically, were like, I don't even know how to tune into CBS. I yeah. thought that was so wild. I had, I had a hard time at least trying to, when I first tried to pull up, like, the CBS app on, like, this, the, the web. Because, of course, we were still at the, we were at the Apex so I pulled up FUBU. So I streamed it off FUBU, wow. streamed the CBS channel through FUBU. That's funny. You know, as opposed to just pulling the CBS. That was just because I had a, a little initial hiccup trying to get in, and I just wanted to see it. Right. You know, but, yeah, so I'm one of the streaming numbers, mm -hmm. you know, that's out there. So I'm sure there are others like me that get their TV from streaming. Like, if you don't have, an, if you don't have a decent antenna here, so, like, this TV behind you, that's next to that window gets better satellite for some channels here in town. This one over here won't pick up some of the channels. <laughs> and they're like 15 they're feet 15 apart. They're 15 feet apart. <laughs> you know, so it's weird. So even if somebody does, even with it being a local channel, if you get, if you don't That's have a decent enough uh, antenna to pick up like a local channel, you still might miss it. So those people are all going to go online anyway. So yeah. I thought that was pretty cool. But, yeah, I mean, in terms of like the streaming thing, it's so funny. We've said it many, many times. You know, we all – cut the cable but now we're spending more than we probably Way ever more. did and Way we have more. like 15 different places where we have to go to find everything like, i don't know? even know where it all is so if crazy. they just put all these pl things together in one site just one they could fee, just bundle them they could just one bundle service. it together <laughs> why don't they do that <laughs> i have cable streaming it's so ridiculous all right so you did you mentioned being at the apex uh you guys had that late night i know you guys oh my were, goodness you guys were just getting started by the time we were wrapping up although yeah. our, our post-fight press conference in la did run pretty long just because it was a, a you know just waiting for the guys to get there. I Just mean, it, it was no, it was no Brazil where we were leaving the venue on the bus, and that was not getting the main ones at like five, but leaving the apex at like one in the morning was absolutely bizarre. It was I think it was even after that. Yeah. I think it was even after that. Just never been there though. Yeah, I mean, it was just, it was just. I was like, what the heck is going on? Because I remember I was like, well, let me just finish this video, and I'm gonna do this. And I look at the time, I was like, holy cow, it is late. I'm like, let me go home. But luckily, I got everything done before I left out of there. But I was like, "This is ridiculous." So, uh, good, good event. I mean, obviously, I think the um, the the uh, road to UFC. Some of those fights were, were pretty good. I had I, some good ones. I didn't originally watch them. When I did the NF episode because I hadn't had a chance to watch them. I went back and watched them. There were there were some entertaining ones. Yeah. Um, you know, and I said it this past weekend, but a sad night for Derek, man. Just seeing his frustration, Oof. like knowing, uh, you know, we're big Derek Lewis fans. I know, you know, yeah. you, you especially. And and again, you know, it's kind of funny in in saying. You know, we I think we kind of knew what was going to happen with Ryan Bader and Fedor Emelianenko. Yeah. I think we also kind of knew what was going to happen with, with, with Sergey and, and Derek Lewis. Um, but then it played out like that. And, and again, kind of similar the shades of the same way. I think we knew it was going to happen, but we didn't necessarily know it was going to be that dominant. Yeah. Where, like, you wouldn't even get to throw a punch. And it was just wild. Like, you Boy, know, when he kept taking him down over and over, I was oh. like, it was – it was. I was like, how can you not stop that? I was and, like, it looks like he could be able to stop that. Oh, man. And you could just see the frustration on his face, especially when – because – you know, kind of openly all week, and, and, and uh, myself and Nolan King talked about this last week, is that I think Derek Lewis has always been kind of his, like, mental, psychological shield to just be like, ah, I'm just in here having fun, like, whatever happens, I'm just making money for my family. But then this past week, it felt like he was really kind of embracing, like, yeah. no, I got to show the world, like, I matter, I belong here. And then to have that kind of result, and, and just you could see the frustration, man, that, that had to be a, a tough one. I mean, I think to get that, knowing that, you know, even though they might – try to say that the pressure's not there. 
that three losses in a row has always kind of been that magical number mm-hmm. where most guys get cut, and this was going to be that third one. So, I mean, I think he probably knew he had to take it, you know, seriously. But, yeah, man, four out of five, uh, mm. four losses out of five fights is not a good look, and it's tough because he looks better than ever before. You know, people all week long are like, look at him. I mean, he, he does. He's been doing work. I was really surprised that when he came in on the scale, he was still – 264, 265, I thought he was going to be under that from the right. way that he transformed his body. So I was like, okay, this is going to be different. It's going to be different. You know, but man, there was just something that as the fight started and it was just like you saw Sergey start to have his way and it was just like, mm. no, I don't want to watch this. I don't want to watch this. <laughs> Derek, get up. I Derek, I, get up. I literally felt like it was a, like it was probably, honestly, the NF episode was probably like the saddest one I've ever done. Yeah. Because it was like I literally just watched those two main events back to back and I was like. <sighs> yeah, that's brutal. <laughs> no, it's so. That would be brutal. So bad. So yeah, bad. man, Fedor, that was yeah, that was rough. And then to go and Derek, but yeah, I remember we because we were watching the back, uh, the the few of us that were there, we put it on. Not, and not they, the biggest media. Not turnout. the biggest media turnout. Uh, yeah, we were watching it, and everybody was just like, oh, because everybody was excited to see Fedor. And then as it kind of played out, the whole the, the collective of the room was like, damn, that sucks, <laughs> you know. <laughs> yep. And then I just turned it off. I was like, all right, enough of that shit. I was like, bummer. And then we got into our stuff, but yeah, that was a, that was a long, crazy day, and yeah. Two of the two final fights where we're not the, I mean, and you're happy for both guys at one. I of mean, course. happy for Bader, happy for Sergey. Bader like, is a dude that's been around forever. Is as we said, all class, yeah. it, very class this week. He deserves. Sergey is a dude that man, you, hearing what's going on in his personal life with travel issues, yeah. and visa oh, issues, was, and can't see his family, crazy. and knowing that he's one of those like, and, 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 and seeing how hard he's working on his English dude, and like trying to interact. Amazing. More. I was yeah. like, how much fun is this that we can actually talk to yep, you? Yep. You know, and like I thought he did really well. He was he speaking, and I was like, holy cow, this interview went really long and so happy for him like he's doing the work and i mean he's doing everything right and Derek was a super super tough task and for him to go out there and do what he did i mean like you literally just stamped your name on that division like guys this was the guy that's challenging for the belt a little while back but look what i just did to him yep here i am you know so let me ask you something all right so not a lot of media there like you said uh the event was late but you guys got a nice uh, little Dana White scrum, right? You guys, yeah, got, yeah. yeah. That's the longest conversation you've ever had with him. I know because I, I was watching it. I waited to do the and a half episode until you guys were done, and I started immediately after. So I was watching that thing live, and I'm like, "What well, my man Cole Coffey in there? He's having <laughs> he's having a full on conversation." You know what I mean? That's what somebody on the YouTube somebody t- tweeted or sent a message like, first guy was just having a conversation with Dana." I'm like, "Well, why not?" Straight up, dude. I mean, I think there were only like three or four of you in there, so good on you to it do was, that. It and, was, it was and, and look, I've been there before where people are like especially during the pandemic times where people are like well dude why don't you let somebody else get a question you're like bro there is nobody else yeah. in here so uh and we literally had just like i told you earlier like just like when there's a lot of other media that normally participates we kind of divvied out a little bit like okay you're going to talk about this i'm going to talk about this you're going to talk about this so i had we had everybody sort of had their parts i had my initial ones that i wanted to go i didn't even count of course like the the just the the icebreakers right talk about this event a little bit that's the softball to, you know well, talk, why do you have softball the softball is to just to get him going ice, get even him when talk, you look yeah. at him like his initial his initial responses were sort of short and yep. i was like fuck don't let this be like right, that right. night where it's going to be so awkward and like silent but you got to do those you know you got to get those out of the way and once it did then he started chatting i was like okay Maybe this isn't going to be so bad. But then to hear people later on were just like, why do you have so many questions? I'm like, 
Well, fuck you. Well, see, all right. So this kind of leads me into what, what I want to ask you about, right? Because the big news that came out—I mean, there were a lot of newsworthy topics, and obviously the the whole Conor McGregor and Michael Chandler thing. It was, it was which I you know, asked, but I feel like I got nothing out of it. No, but it, but, but it, at least uh, ask the questions. Yeah, you, you at least ask. I mean, there was a lot of stuff going on, but the big one that everybody seems to be focused on is Dana White forgetting Islam Mahashev's name, yeah. right, and not mentioning his name. And I, I, I get it. If you if you and I'm not even sitting here trying to defend Dana White. I right. don't. I don't want to defend him, but I know that the easiest thing to do is to hate on Dana. And that's what everybody loves to do, yeah. right? I just didn't take that much offense out of not it. At like, all. dude, it's 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 late at night. Yep. It's been a long day. It's 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 you know you just forget. You, everybody has mental lapses sometimes. Yeah. Everybody has a mental lapse. No one. Just the other day when we were, had him in here, remember he he brought up the fact he's like, remember when Kenny forgot my name on the podcast, dude. Dude, it happens. It just happens, and I get. And it like, was late. It was late. I thought nothing of it when it happened because right. it was just like we we're just rolling, and like I literally asked him a multitude of questions about different other shit. And then it got, and then 284 got brought up. So I think his brain was just like, uh, this, you're this, doing this, all this. these different things. I, that's the way I took it. I'm, I'm so glad to hear that because I, I haven't had a chance to really talk to anybody about this yet. But yeah. when I saw it, I didn't think, I didn't think anything. I just, you know, and here's what it kind of made me realize though, is that we're in this time when everything is televised, broadcast, yeah. stream. Like the point of press conferences was originally. To just get quotes that you could use in right. stories that you would write, you know what I mean? Where it's like, uh, hold on, man, hang on, uh, you know what I meant? The, uh, yeah, the thing. Everything's under a microscope now. That's they break it. everything. They don't take the totality of things. They want to look at everything like second by second. And like, was there a mess up here? Was there a mess up here? Like, I remember that night thinking, one that we were all sort of mentally tired. We, you know, we just did a bunch of interviews, and like, I was thinking, I had to write my notes down just to make sure the questions I want. And even then, I almost forgot one of the questions I want to ask. Yep. So this is me having shit written down. Granted, you shouldn't forget the name of your champ that's fighting the thing. But shit happens. Right. But I remember at the end of the night, maybe by being so close to it, you know, being there present, asking all the questions, I didn't even think about, okay, what was it that he just right said a second ago? Because I didn't retain it. Right. You know, because I'm already moving on to another thing. But it's for those that are sitting back and maybe just breaking, okay, what can we get from this? And then they start breaking down the minute little things. And it was just interesting that that was the very first thing that everybody keyed into for the whole thing was right. when Dana had a slip of his mind. And then everybody wanted to say, oh, well, that's because, uh, you know, they weren't, per, they weren't promoting the event. You know, they weren't doing this. See, this is even perfect, you know. Because at one point I was being asked to sort of, you know, ask for feedback on when Makachev had – you know, was saying that they weren't promoting it. But then when Dana did the whole forget thing, they're like, never mind, this is actually better. You know, I was just like, oh. So ridiculous. But everybody, but it, you know, every outlet was keying in on that and just chose it. And I hate to see it, but I mean, I get it. I, I do get it. I totally understand, it. but I just think it's it's so like taking something out of context and believe like, I, I, you know, this whole lack of promotion thing or whatever, like now we're in the middle of fight week. And obviously this is a massive fight. UFC 284, like it's going to be huge. Cannot wait to watch this fight. Yeah. Uh, am actually okay with uh, watching it from my office. It's a long trip to get down there. And yeah. boy, I, t uh, I just watched this. John, John Anik did a, a good, uh, like an hour long sit down with Brendan Fitzgerald. And he, man, I felt like he was speaking my language 100% because John was talking about how much he's passionate about his job and how much he loves it. But then also how much harder it's getting for him to be away from his kids, and that his yeah. kids are actually like asking him like, "Why do you?" And I was like, 
dude, that's like my life 100%. But anyway. Imagine doing that in regular coach, though, uh, as opposed to business class. <laughs> that makes it easier. Then but, it makes it, you yeah. know, makes it a lot easier. But, I'm just saying. I'm just saying, Mr. Anik. I, I mean, I feel your pain. It's a good, it's a good, <laughs> it's a good, it's a good interview, though. So yeah. it's on Fight Pass or it's he on. He did another business, one with uh, uh, Submission Radio that I haven't checked out. That a lot of people are saying that was a good one. I think it just came out today. So he's, I mean. I love Anik. I mean, I, oh, I tease when I say about the coach and the business thing, but yeah, I, I always, I was playing my tiny violin for those that are like, oh, the travel was so bad. I remember uh, Gooden posted the thing. He's like, oh, travel's tough getting through whatever. But I made the trip, and I'm looking. And I see he's in his business class seat, <laughs> and I was like, oh, <laughs> shit, you're so stuck. You're so hard. This pod is so cramped. <laughs> I'm like, did you have a whole wall you could close yourself in to just to just feel better? So funny, but uh, so I, I want to get because listen, I, I think about that, and, and this this conversation did come up, and obviously Islam was the one that I think you know it was his quote that people really keyed in on, and two things hit me. Number one, uh, I feel like we hear this uh, over the years. I feel like we've heard this a lot. Like I, uh, we get to a big fight week, and you know you talk to media, and they're like, is it, is it just me or you, or does this does this not feel like a big fight yeah. week? But that's like Monday or Tuesday, right? And then all the stuff starts rolling in. And then, you know, it's, yeah. it's Wednesday, and you've got the Embedded's, and you've got Media Day, and you've got all the interviews coming out. And then you've got the weigh-ins, and then you've got the, the specials and all stuff. And by the time you get to, like, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, you're like, oh, dope. I can't wait for this fight. I can't wait for this fight. Yep. And so I feel like this is – and I'm not saying it's not a valid discussion or whatever that people want to talk about it, but I just feel like we've heard this so many times over the years. It's like, dude, this is just the way it – in fact, Brendan Fitzgerald actually had a really funny tweet, and I think he caught a lot of crap for it, but where he was like – uh, and he tweeted last week, and, and I don't have it in front of me, but it was something like, "Do people not realize the Super Bowl is next week? Like, uh, like yeah. you know, like it's almost like they're waiting for all the players to get into town before they really push it and stuff." And I was like, "Dude," and I, I think he caught a lot of grief for it, but it's so spot on. I, you know, the advance, the advance promotion, just a little bit. It's it's fight fight week is when you promote the fights. That's yeah. when you really make it the big fight week. But the other thing that hit me last night is because I was actually sitting in my house last night and I was watching some of the I was watching the uh, the countdown and then I, I watched the embeddeds and I watched the the on the line that they do on, on Fight Pass. And it did make me think, like I do understand, you know, maybe some complaints of not having advanced promotion. But then I put myself in the role of journalist, right? Like if I was at a press conference like a month ago, like what questions would I have for Islam and Volkanovsky that would get like some money line or some promote like I feel like these two dudes are absolutely the baddest dudes on the planet, and I can't wait for this fight. But I don't feel like they're the kinds that you would like. What like why didn't they take them on a world tour? Like you know, like right. they did, like they did with Maymac or whatever. You know, why didn't they take them around? Like they even did with Connor and Aldo. Like why didn't they do that? And I just feel like had they done that, and I'm just being 100 honest. And, and yeah. if people disagree with me, I'd love to hear it. But I just feel like had they done, let's say, the world tour, they promoted it more than anything they'd ever done before. I feel like that all would have fallen kind of flat, like just because these two dudes aren't really like very polite. Yeah, yeah, they're not boisterous personalities. They're I mean, not. They're they're just. I don't see that that really would have helped anything. I agree. I agree. But you never know. I mean, you never know. With maybe by the second or third leg, some shit would have started popping just get annoyed off. Or just start getting annoyed <laughs> with the whole process. So then they start taking it out on each other. Um, I mean, it certainly didn't help to have the champion and the star of the show complain about the promotion, you know, because then it, it set it out there, you know, so people were already looking for some reason. I feel like if if there was no um, complaints from the fighter saying that something had happened or that there was lack of promotion, if Dana would have had his brain fart, 
people would have just would have laughed, I think, and be like, "There's Dana forgetting right. forgetting uh, his champ's name," you know. Whereas now they're like, "See, it's all part of a a, a master plan to you know yeah. disenfranchise and blah 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 blah." And it's just like maybe if the, the champ didn't say anything, to kind of put out there. I mean, not trying to make it you know, exclusive for the UFC not promoting because it's the same thing we've said before. I mean, there's just so many events. While this event is great, it's in a market that they probably already knew that it was going to sell out because they haven't had an event down there in ages. Know that. You know, so that it's not like they need to, to drum up ticket sales and do what other it's kind of stuff. It's going to do pay-per-view buys in it's Australia do because it's their guy. You know what I mean? Like, I mean, it's just, it, it is what it is. I mean, but yeah, I didn't think anything about Dana's thing. And, and with the Makachev thing, uh, it certainly didn't help, but I could see where his frustration, his first chance to really defend the belt and do that thing, and maybe they would have thought well, like that's it too. You know, he still just became champ. And I'm yeah. not look. I'm not. I'm not talking bad about. You don't, no one gets all. world tours, you know, in general, and let alone on your first defense. He just got it. Yeah, you know, and I, and I think maybe, I think maybe that's part of it too. That had you know, look, had he had a couple more defenses, and again, I'm not, yeah. dude. This to me. I, you can't put like I, I I don't think you could put a better fight together on paper right now. A their records are insane. Yeah. B their pound for pound standings. They're they're both reigning champions. And C just the way their styles clash. Like it's not even like whoa, hey man, if this thing stays standing, that dude's gonna win. If it goes to the ground, that dude's gonna win. Like the intricacies of how their styles got. Like it doesn't get any better than yeah. this, man. This is as top as it gets. But yeah, like Islam just be, like. It wasn't that long ago that people were just like, it's just Habib's guy or whatever, yeah. and he's not. You know, I, I don't know. Like, it's just, it's such a weird thing that now everybody's like, oh, Islam's not getting the respect he deserves. Like, he just became. Champ. Yeah. Do you think it'd be different if that if it was at T-Mobile? That their pr- promotion would be different. Just the overall promotion with it being a home thing. I mean, do you think the fact that it is an international show that they didn't put the same legs uh, that they maybe would put? If it was even just in the in the states, it's possible. It's possible. It's possible. I mean, but again, it's 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 still hap- It's just happening yeah. right now. You know yeah. what I mean? It re- but yeah, if it was in Vegas, because then because then you'd have the. But local even then, media. they wouldn't do a world tour for that. They I wouldn't mean, do like, a world tour. But then you'd have the local media more intrigued and right. more like clamoring for stuff and more calling for stuff. Whereas right now, it's like, well, we're not really covering that. I mean, so. I can see where it's kind of interesting where he's the champ. They're going for his belt, but they're in a sense going to the challengers. Homeland, right? You know, it's kind of weird. It you is. know, so I could see where he's like, okay, so I made that concession to bring it over here, but then you're not going to reward me by doing something that pushes me further into the limelight or something. Yep. So I could see where he maybe feels a little slided or whatever. But in general, I think if anybody got the belt and was like, I need a world tour for my next event, people would think that's crazy. Maybe you thought world tour because it's an international event. He's like, okay, we're already on over here. Let's jump around. But the thing when we did the, the whole- world tour, even at Maymac, the only part that was world tour, I mean, granted, yes, they did the thing in London, but they went to Canada. Right. Just right upstairs, you yep. know, and then came down. That wasn't even much of a world tour. Well, and then, I, you know, maybe, and I'm thinking, as, and I'm still thinking through my head right now, like, obviously, Islam is, you know, Habib's protege or whatever. Right. Obviously, Islam had a first-hand account of, of Habib and Connor. But again, What's the common Big thing difference. we're all? What's the common <laughs> we're all talking? It's Connor. If, yeah. if, and I hate to say that, but let's just be honest. If, yeah. if Connor McGregor was coming back and not fighting Michael Chandler, but fighting Islam Mahashev, maybe you would get a world tour at that point. Yeah. And again, it's but it's no disrespect to Islam. It's just certain people command that and certain don't. Yeah. I, don't I don't think you can just 
I don't think you could just manufacture that. Like people are like they got to do a better job. And that of didn't even stars. start. And that wasn't even that like, like that for Connor to start out. Right. Connor built his way into that. It wasn't like that to start. You know, I mean, the guy earned it. You know, I mean, he he made himself an absolute name before he was ever a star. Before he was ever a champ, he made himself this guy that people couldn't not stop watching. It's different, man. You know, and it's just different for Islam. It's not that way. I mean, just, part of it's the language barrier. You know, that's getting better. You know, to better. the point. You know, but. Connor never had that little issue there. And always, you know, at the beginning, it felt like Islam was – he was fine being the quiet guy off to the side. You know, now he's taking the, the limelight and he's starting to push to make himself more prominent. But it's hard to just jumpstart that. Some people have that charisma. Some people have that just factor that people can't not just be attracted to and just want to pay attention and want to watch. People look like at Islam's fighting style – they look at his fights and they're intrigued by that. They're intrigued by the way he wins. But outside that, he's very soft-spoken and he's quiet. I mean, he doesn't have that immediate it factor that people are like, oh, my God, I got to watch this. Like, I'm not having my, – my cousins, my brothers, my nieces, my nephews aren't asking me about him. That's it. They were all asking me about Connor. So, 100%. I mean, to, to expect the same level of treatment, it's just – it's it's sort of just naive to think that you're going to get the same thing right now. I agree. Eventually, can you get there? Sure. But to just immediately think that you could command it because what of your association with Khabib, you think that is it's enough just, to do it? I mean, it's just been frustrating to me that that's the talking point about this fight is whether or not it's being promoted. When it's correctly. being promoted, like just bizarre to me. I mean, and when he get if he gets this win, which I think he's going to get this win pretty. Not, I don't. I don't want to say easily because I think that the odd, Alexander. Dude, the I mean, odds shocked me though, bro. Yeah, the odds shocked me at like. Hovering around like minus three fifty, minus four hundred, yeah. somewhere you know, kind of. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Well, I mean, they're showing a lot of respect to Volk. I mean, I mean, like he deserves respect. I mean, but man, when I think when you get these two, I mean, and he's got good hands. I, I think it'd be interesting to see a bigger Volk stepping in there. Right. But I mean, Islam's not a small dude, no. and the way that he's able to just sort of control people. I mean. <sighs> Who knows? I mean, I just want a good fight, you know. So I mean, but odds odds can change. I they mean, can. It, it is. Funny. I was actually I was kind of tweeting a little bit of this last night. Is um, it is funny because I, I sometimes hate to use odds as an indicator of um, of likelihood of victory, but I do yeah. feel like they're a, a nice way to measure, right? Like at the end of the day, odds are set so that um, you know you get two way action, right? That's all the right. odds makers are trying to do. So they installed. Uh, Islam is a very big favorite, probably because most of us, I think, because of me and you, like, I think we both feel like I'm picking Islam in this fight, yeah. you know. And but I think it's a, it's a, it's a more live fight than what those odds would indicate. But the odds are are designed to get action, so they want people to put some money. Right. On, what number? On what number can they create so they can get money right. to come in on both sides? But I still look at it, I still look at those odds as kind of a view of how the public views things because if the money yeah. just started pouring in on Volkanovski, like oh what I can get Volkanovski at plus three hundred, like give me all day, right? Then they would shore then they up, would change right? It. Yep. But they never really shored up. So um, I, I feel like people are really counting Volkanovski out of this fight. And again, it is weird. I mean, look at the end of the day, I'm picking Islam Mahashev. Um, I, I wonder I, if a lot of people just aren't putting money onto this fight. Could be to too. move it, you could know, I mean, too. like if the line's not really moving, a lot of times it could be there's there's just not engagement. Not enough, you know. I mean, there's got to be stuff that makes it want to move. So if a lot of money coming in, or if it's just very balanced, they're like, oh, well, we don't have to do anything. People are putting money in it's regardless. True. But if there's not a lot of money moving the thing, it's going to look sort of stagnant. But it could be that there's just not a lot of people invested in. 
enough to want to put money on the fight, you know? It's possible. I could actually see that because you're like, well, I think Islam's going to win, but I'm not going to put that much money on him to win. Whereas you're like, well, I think Volkanovski has a chance, but I'm not going to waste my money because I really feel right. like it's going the other way. So it, it definitely could be, but it's dude, it's a, it's an exciting fight, man. I, I I can't I can't wait for this fight. Um, I, it's a, it's a huge one. Uh, pound for pound discussion is in there, and man, if Volkanovski wins this, dude, I just you know, talking about the fact that I don't think he's a, a massive superstar, and I, I don't, and I think a part of it is just because he is such a respectful guy, such a humble guy. But damn, dude, to to take this challenge, man, I give him all the credit in the world to be like, dude, I already have respect, I already have you know everything, and I'm gonna move up a weight class to to do this. You just, but I mean, I all, all he's really for that guy. Yeah, but what's he really risking? Just nothing. a pound for pound rating? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> nothing, nothing. <laughs> you know, but I mean, th- those weight classes are so close. You know, there could be a lot of up and down going on, you know. He's like, you want to come up for my belt? Maybe I'll go for yours. But I think it just depends. Have to chop off a leg. Yeah, it just depends on what this. And that's why I said about the size, man, when it just when it comes down to it. I mean, we know that Volk used to be big, and everybody loves to bring up the fact when he was like whatever, 215, yeah. and he was a ginormous individual. He's not that same person anymore, you know. The, the uh, Boy, the, so the, the countdown show – had a couple scenes. First of all, I had seen Stills' uh, photos of um, of Volkanovski back in his rugby yeah. days, but I don't think I'd ever seen the footage of him playing. Yeah, and it is funny. Like that dude is a straight up bowling ball, dude. Like he's he does so not even, small. It, literally, you it, look at it and you're like, that's not him, dude. He's just that's going up him. against monsters, bro. I thought it was so cool. And the the other thing that really stood out to me from the from the countdown was the. Uh, the scenes of Islam in Dagestan when he went back, dude, like that was, was so crazy. Cool. Oh, dude, like just the people meeting him at the airport and then on the streets and then like even going back to like because uh, because uh, is like the big city that they went to, but they didn't come from there. Like they started from a small village outside, so he even went back to his small village and you see just the the humble ass beginnings that those dudes That's came awesome. from. Man, it was it was so cool. But to see him have that kind of hero's welcome and um, what was that on? Uh, on the countdown show, on the countdown? yeah, and it was so good, man. I mean, like the you know meeting with the president of Dagestan, and and uh, it was cool, man, to really That's see cool. like straight up superstar status, uh, you know, in his home country. It I was, wish we did better that here for I, well, our athletes here. I, I think it's just because we have so many Americans on the roster. Because you're so right, like yeah, I think it's so cool when you see a guy that represents a nation, like that nation gets behind him, the fan base is behind him, goes home, yeah. him or her, you know, either way, like in, in China. Maybe that's like part Shikwali. of it is winning the belt overseas and then bringing it back. That's it. You set that moment. It'd be different if oh, I won the belt in New York and I'm going back to Louisiana. But, uh, yeah, They're like mm, okay. All right. <laughs> But I think, but I Welcome think, home from your two-hour flight, sir. But I think the other part of it, too, is just that, like, you have so many. Like, I, I don't see really that same reception for, like, Brazilian champions. Why? Because yeah. they have so many of them. Like, I know all those – I mean, you can make some – I mean, they have had some superstars that were much beloved, and all those, like, the king of the re- – I mean, Yeah. But it's it's not the same as that. You know what I mean? I think yeah. it's just because when you have so many – you just your fan base is kind of stretched across multiple people instead of like that's our guy or that's yeah. our girl, you know. Well, half the time too, we're like we like the the foreign guy just as much as the home guy. <laughs> we so just like winners. We just like we're like ah oh, well, okay. I'm actually kind of pulling for the non guy from Michigan. You so know, like, true. Uh, he, he can he can burn. Yeah, I'll take the guy from <laughs> Brazil. Uh, uh, Yair Rodriguez, Josh Emmett, uh, intrigued. I mean, dude, I am. I I am too. I picked I picked opposite most people in our staff. You want Emmett? I did. A lot of people going, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Which, understandably, I get it. You know, I mean, I don't know. I just, I I told myself a while back, I just, 
I wanted to stop doubting Josh. I think he just steps up for big ones, and I think if there's a fight that he could step up, that he's capable of, of bringing that power and 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 doing something, I think this is that one. I mean, we've seen Yair do magical things, and we've also seen him get beat the f up to the last <laughs> seconds of the fight, you know. And I think Josh is capable. I think he's capable of putting a beat down on him. And just being smart enough to stay away from the the main danger, and I think that's what's going to happen in this one. But I've started my picks off not so good this year, so not a great I, I, I might have just doomed him by by putting putting my name on him. Um, but yeah, I am intrigued for that because I mean, it means a lot. I mean, like for a while, Josh is that guy that everybody was like, you know, when's he going to get his title shot? When's he going to get his title shot? He's always been there near the top, sort of just hovering. Same with Yair. He's always been this guy that everybody has always thought was a superstar, and he's he's the guy that, you know, people think could carry the division. But, you know, it's a, it's a tough fight for both guys. But, uh, you know, if I probably thought about the fight more than I normally do, I probably could go either way. But my initial gut reaction, uh, I just – I just want something good for Josh. I Dude, think he well, deserves it. I, I think I think you're, I think you're spot on about everything. Not just the fact that it, you know pulling for the guy because he wants something good. I mean, yeah. uh, t- t- there was another one I had seen that before. They're, they're like him and his wife are building like a house for his mom on their back property or whatever. Yeah. So like, like, I mean, just a good dude. He's but, a good dude. But look at him. I mean, honestly, when you look at it. Uh, Josh Emmett comes in at 18 and two. Yair Rodriguez comes in at 14 and three. They're both in an identical nine and two in the UFC. So it's if ridiculous. you look at their track record, like I think in your head you go, "Oh, Yair Rodriguez, the flashy superstar carrying Mexico." You know, obviously the zombie knockout's always going to be there. Yeah, it was unreal. Uh, you know, uh, <laughs> it was unreal. But Emmett is 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 that guy, and I I get it, man. The Calvin Cater split decision, like. I don't know. Did you really win I, that fight? Or I, did still, you not? I still, I still, I still. I remember everybody was so fried about that. I still thought Josh, maybe because I picked him. I, th- you know, maybe that kind of swayed me a little bit. Way. You know, but I thought he did enough. But I know Calvin didn't didn't like that one. But when we look at the last guys, he's been Ige, Burgos, who's a beast. Bektic, I mean, that's a Johnson. Mon- that's a monster run right I mean, there. It's Ige, Burgos, Bektic, Johnson. I mean, that's just a crazy. Run. I mean, it's a crazy lineup of dudes that he's went through. I mean, he's just been, and he's been doing. I mean, he's starting to talk more, but he's like just been quietly just destroying top ranked dudes. You know, um, I think this is probably one of those ones that people were on the fence as to whether they think he's has champ potential. This is definitely that fight that. Uh, should hopefully remove any doubt unless it's some crazy boring whatever fight where they're so respectful of each other striking that they don't actually engage but I don't see that when you look at these two guys no. both guys like to throw down mad hands so I mean I think it's going to be an incredible fight um, but yeah I mean and, and both guys are nice guys you can't really argue and, and feel bad if either one of the guys is another one you just want to see a good fight but yeah I mean I just feel like a lot of people for Yair for so many years have been touting him as being this guy that's a, that's a future champ, a guy that's this, this, this. I feel like Josh has been doing the work and not getting the accolades that he deserves. Yep. So may, maybe there's part of me that just wants to see him get his moment. I think to me shine, and you're the same you know? that we both kind of pull for underdogs. Yeah. We both kind of like to see those stories yeah. win. So I get Because I think everybody, I mean, like I said, you look down our stat picks for this, for most part, I think there's maybe a couple of us in Junkie that, that leaned Emmett. Really? Yeah, I mean, it's pretty heavy, uh, Rodriguez. I could be wrong, but my initial 
picks that I remember looking over were definitely heavy on Yair. So here's an interesting question because if you if you if you know we both kind of assume that Islam is going to be Volkanovski, right? I mean, again, I think it's a very competitive matchup, but we're yep. both leaning that direction. I would be pleasantly surprised, and and I would not be sad if Volk didn't go out there and just fucking starch him. Be amazing, yeah. It'd be, be one awesome. of the greatest stories I'd be of all super, time. Super super happy for him. And if he does, but, see, if he does win, then I think he stays at 55. I'm guessing. If he doesn't, now I know he says he'll defend both because that's the kind of guy he is. But yeah. We haven't seen anybody do that. That's tough, right? The double champ has never really resulted in people defending two weight classes. I mean, if you don't have to cut that extra weight. That's what I think. Like, that's where I think he'd be not? like, man, if he, if he doesn't have to and he can, you know, I, I don't think he would. So, But if he loses, then you'd think he'd go back to 45 and unify the title against the interim champ. Here, the, the question I want to ask is because, and, and, and I guess I'm probably tipping my hand, is, is – who you think would have a better chance of beating Volkanovski? Because uh, I'll just say it, I think Emmett has a better chance of beating Volkanovski than Yair does. Be- I think you're right. Because the power he has. Because of the power. Because of the power it's he packs. Because of the wrestling that he has. Yep. I think he has a better chance of beating Volkanovski. I mean, we've seen guys that were crazy good on the jiu-jitsu, like Ortega gave their best shot on getting him to tap out, and he never tapped out. You know, I mean, would you say that Yair's better on the ground than Ortega? I don't think so. No. And he doesn't have the limbs and he doesn't have the other stuff. So, I mean, like, where's where's the area that he's going to be more dangerous? You know, I think Emmett, when it comes – it's just – I don't know. I think, he's, more, I think he's more versatile probably than the skill set of what, uh, you know, we could see from Emmett. But, I mean, but I think it's just the power. I the just, power. It's just going to be – I power. mean, that fight is going to be about power and who's going to knock the out power. the other person. That's it because – Yair has – when I think of Yair, I think of, obviously, creativity. Creativity. I think of, I think of the movement. I think yep. of the angles. But yep. when I think of Volkanovski, I think of speed and movement and all that. Like, not as wild as Yair right. moves, but certainly, like, it would be a fun, fast-paced fight. But I don't think yep. Yair would outpace Volkanovski, you know what I mean, or, or surprise me with – we're again, Emmett, yeah, meat and potatoes, right? Like, yep. he's, just, he's just going forward. Let's but just like, test our chins. Let's, let's just see. test our chin. I think he yep. has a chance to land. So I think he yep. would actually have a, a better chance maybe. But I guess we'll see how all that plays out. Yeah. Uh, the rest of it, look, Jack Della Maddalena, obviously everybody's excited about him for the right reason. Randy Brown, though, this is a good yep. test, man, a really, really good test for where Jack Della Maddalena is at. Um, I think most people favor him because most people f- feel um, pretty high about I was going to say, is that where you leaned? Yeah, I do. Yeah. I do. But I but I think Randy Brown is a good test. Just the body type that he has, the veteran savvy that he has. Everybody counts him out sometimes, and he just he shows up and he wins. I mean, this could definitely be that fight, but Jack is a beast, man. He really is. Uh, <laughs> He's a beast. Justin Toffa versus Parker Porter. I mean, um, not like that fight. I, that, that's just going to be. A couple big happy jelly. Just a couple happy big jelly boys dudes. going boys in there. Just throwing down. Yeah, that was they ain't the, going in there to play pitter-patter. That one's on the main card because we know exactly what's happening. Then, of course, Jimmy Crute against Alonzo. Well, Jimmy Crute versus Alonzo Minifield. That's, that's going to be a good one. A couple of monsters going at it, too, man. I, I, I yeah. favor Crute in that one as I, well. I Crute as well. But uh, Alonzo that was, that, was t- that was tough, man. Because Alonzo, I thought he looked good in his last one. But Crute, man, he's just consistently, man. He just does well, man. But both of them, man, 13-3, and 12-3. It's crazy, man. Alonzo sort of just quietly racked up a really good record. <laughs> I know. I know. <laughs> that's, not a big that's talker. A big not right. coming out there, you know, talking noise or nothing. But yeah. he's going to be in there. Uh, Tyson Pedro is back against Modestas oh, Bukaskas. Uh, glad to see Tyson doing good, man. The long journey back, and he's in a good spot right now. But uh, you know, I was looking through some back. old footage the other day, and because I was trying to just find some other stuff. Remember when we went uh, for the fighters retreat out there at that whatever casino it was? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I remember they had uh, that was the, eventually the one that uh, Cyborg got in trouble because she slapped somebody. 
can't remember who she had beef with, oh, but they had the concert out there in the venue or whatever. Snoop, right? Yes. Yeah. So, but there was that footage where uh, we we get a bunch of B-roll. They had all that stuff inside. That I think they had like different lessons or whatever. But remember, they had the punching machine in yep. there. But it seemed like there was young Tyson because we interviewed him for part of the stuff. Um, saw him. He looked all young. And it's funny. I found this clip where I was getting B-roll. You get a trip out of this of like clothes that because they had different like the stuff. And I was panning along the clothes. And when I got to the left side of the clothes rack. The young Francis Ngannou was sitting there making what? a face into my camera, like, no. and then smiling and walking away. Because I remember we had just met him a little before. Over in and, Europe, right? Yeah. Yep. And, and I was just like, holy shit. I wow. was like, and it just tripped me out because I was like, look at this. I was like, that's Francis. But he looked like a baby. Yeah, you know, yeah. he was super younger. Well, not super younger, but yeah, it was just crazy. But yeah, so That's it's wild. funny because I just saw that footage like yesterday. I didn't Tyson Pedro. Tyson there. was That's there funny. and a bunch of all those kecks. I remember there was footage, everybody sitting around the punching bags. Uh, wasn't, it was it, like, wasn't it Mark Diacasey that came in and kicked the punching machine? So did uh, um, Uriah because I have footage of him doing a spinning back <sighs> cli- uh, kick on it. <laughs> and then, but like there was footage of like all these cats sitting around it doing it. Uh, Marvin Vittori. All these guys, because I remember there was there was it was either go to these classes, do this other stuff, or they were staying in the room and they were waiting for the big party, the yeah, yeah. the outside playground to open up. So they all sat around, were hitting the punching machine just because yep. it had a, a running leaderboard. Yeah, and everybody who was, was on to top. Get on it. I remember because I, I remember at the time we were there, we we're like, I can't wait till Francis hits it, you know, because yep. he hadn't hit it at the time, and I forget who was at the top of the list. Um, but it wasn't like anybody that we were like, oh my goodness. I remember Pedro was up there. But I remember there was a clip at, at one point I saw the names and it, I know there was one, there was somebody that we me. thought was like a, like more of a grappler or it was a smaller guy. I can't remember who it yeah. was at the top but there was there was some names around it. Was it was just like crazy. Dude, that's so I'm, I'm taking myself back there right now. It was a long time ago. So Cyborg if I remember right was it Angela Magana that she was having yes, problems maybe with? That's who it was. And I remember like some footage evolved or, or evolved. Some footage came out yeah. of like Chris Weidman trying to step in there and like Cyborg stepped to Weidman <laughs> and he like jumped out of the way like oh no no I'm not. <laughs> I'm good. <laughs> Okay. Okay. <laughs> dude, I totally forgot. Yeah, that. Snoop performed. I, oh, dude, you know, I remember too. Like everybody, I remember the one thing about that that everybody was talking about that we talked to, or I don't know if it was that conference or no. I know there was because there was more than one. Was that the same one that Kobe spoke Kobe, at? And, yep. and, yeah, and everybody was just yep. like everybody that heard Kobe speak, like to a man to a woman, they were like, yep. it was unbelievable to hear yep, him, that's like the his one. mentality. That yep, was, that was the one. Wow. Yep. It's crazy. It's crazy, man. Like, we've been to some fun little stuff. But I remember that fun. one. It was just like, oh, there's some fighters there. You know, you guys want to come out and, like, interview some of the stuff. And I remember just shooting. But, yeah, I was just looking through footage. And I, I was That's like, funny, I was man. like, fighters retreat. Let me just pull that up. And, I, and it started and it opened up. And there was clips of me taking pictures of the signs in the rooms. Yeah, and then there's the, the clothing the rack. And then I panned it. And, and Francis was the first one I saw. I was like, holy shit. That's I was like, it's funny, crazy. That's man. That's too funny. And then yeah, that, I'll have to send you, I'll have to send you a screenshot I'll have to, come, I'll have to check that out, man. And, <laughs> and that was uh, that was the one where uh, the UFC finally figured out that a bunch of alpha males and alpha females given unlimited alcohol and all put in the same position uh, was not a, a, a proper thing to do. And that was the end of the – Well, you know, you, you live and you learn. Here, I found that picture. <laughs> I'm going to send it to you right now uh, through WhatsApp. I love it. You're going to get it. a trip out of it. Uh, all right, the rest of the prelims, I'll tell you what um, – I, I, a little bit, hey, a little bit. You know, I'm always going to plug some CFFC, baby. 
We got we, we, we got Blake Builder on there. We got Elise Reed. So I'm, I'm excited for those those. Uh, Blake Builder, of course, uh, has an incredible story. We saw him come through the Contender Series. And, oh, my gosh, this photo is hilarious. Dude, imagine <laughs> me imagine This me is a terrible audio podcast yeah. right now. Imagine me panning from uh, from right to left. Maybe I can share it. To, maybe I'll share it to the website. We'll put it on, on Patreon.com. Oh, we'll put it on Patreon. We'll you know, over the there where you can support us for as little as $3 <laughs> a month, you can get to see – a young Francis Scott sporting a sporting a, a, an Anderson Silva Spider. Oh, hat. That? I was trying to figure to, out what that brand that has was. To be an, I mean, that has to be an Anderson Silva thing, unless that's a Spider Man thing because he's got like a Captain America shirt on. So it might just be a pure on like Spider Man thing. It might just be pure on. He somebody gave him free clothes and yeah, he was like, "I'm just gonna wear whatever." Because at that time when we first met him, he was not the the, the super nice clothes polished dude. Like oh, when he nah, started getting money. He started buying he all the nice clothes. Well, but back then, it was just like, you know, what shit did somebody give me? I, I, and who doesn't do that? I mean, like, give me free swag. I'll wear the shit out of it, you know. And here he's wearing all of it. That's hilarious. <laughs> he does. I, I, I thought it was Anderson Silva, but it might just be like Spider-Man because he's wearing like a Captain America shirt. And that's a uh... – I don't know. It's got a sticker on top of the hat, you know. So maybe there, maybe it's like a brand for something. But I don't know. I've never been big on like the hats. I don't know who makes whatever. But no, it, it looks like either. it's got one of those like stickers for something branded. I forgot about that, man. Dude, we've been around this game for a bit. That was, that was fun. We've had some fun times. Uh, all right. Blake Builder is going to be in there against Shane Young. So I'll be definitely tuning in for that. Blake Builder made his way through contender series. Elise Reed. I, I, I love Elise. And she's fighting Loma Lagbumi, who I love watching Loma Lagbumi fight because <laughs> she's – She's pure Thai. Like this is yeah. this is Muay Thai versus karate, man. Like that fight should be uh, a fun early prelim. And I, I just say because Loma is one of my favorite female fighters to watch fight because she is just like straight up pure Muay Thai. Uh, I'm sorry she, for that. One. It says she's 5'1? No I was going to say she's four. No she's got to be four ten or four. Something. They took her word. I was going to say one. like she's four foot something, <laughs> and I was like five one. That's a little surprising. She's got to be one of the, the the shorter people on the she, on the roster. Hundred percent. No, but she is. Her. She fights like she's like a three hundred pound beast, man. She just goes forward. She's, she's always fun to watch. She is fun to watch. Uh, all right, listen. Uh, the other, I did want to ask you the. Uh, give me your temperature on the uh, Conor McGregor. Michael Chandler, Ultimate Fighter. I mean, I'm, uh, I mean, I'm down for the fight. I mean, as for the the the, you know, just like anything, uh, you know, the the longer that something happens, more good, you know, maybe fun bits where the coaches are actually brought together. I'm sure we're going to hear some stuff. Yeah. But in the day to day, I mean, Connor's going to bring a team in. I don't know how much we're actually going to see him there. I mean, I'm sure he's going to come do his his mandatory minimum requirements, show up for you know fight picks and. The other particular stuff, and maybe we'll get some, you know, decent little bits. But um, I have to think that the the interaction and what they're going to ask him is going to be a lot less than what coaches have done in the past. Just because, I mean, guy's got his hands in so many other stuff, so right. many other business things, and it's all about just getting that fight, you know. So if he's like, "Hey, I'll come, you know, once a week, you know, we film once, you know, we can film enough to get through, you know, multiple shows or something." Um, I just don't see him being as involved as like what Chandler will be. I think Chandler's going to take it a lot more serious oh, and know, be Ch more Chandler's involved. Chandler's going to be like, you, you know. know. So it'll be interesting yeah. seeing the, the coaching styles. But I think just like what we saw in with Connor in the past, you know, it's going to be more about the coaches, you know, his, the coaches that he comes in and then him just sort of overall doing it. I'm not sure if he's going to bring in the touch butt uh, coach <laughs> and bring those uh, floaties. A little or, touch butt in the park. Yeah, that was so oh, awesome. Um, but it should be it should be interesting. But in terms of the Ido fight Portal. itself, Ido I I I, I want to see it. I, I mean, do too. we said before. I mean, I we we want to see Connor fight. I mean, like Connor fight weeks are fun. 
I think this fight's going to be fun. Um, we know what we're going to get. I mean, it's going to be a slobber knocker. I mean, neither one of those guys is going to go in there and they want to, both of them are going to want to go in there and get the, the, the most flashy, quickest knockout possible. And, uh, or you'd think Chandler would probably want to wrestle, but he won't. He won't. <laughs> he, <laughs> he hasn't won't. yet. <laughs> why, why start now, you know? Um, so, yeah, I mean, it's going to be interesting. But, I mean, I know a lot of people seem to be like, oh, it should have been Ferguson or it should have been this. I wasn't upset that it wasn't Ferguson. I'd rather see him fight Chandler than see him fight Tony Ferguson. Yeah. I just uh, – I feel that would have been a, an easier fight for Connor. Um, as much as people want to hate on me for saying that, I think you would have t- if he would have took the, the Tony back in the day when everybody was really wanting this fight, that that would be different. The tone that we've seen now, That's you know, fair. with, and I hate to say that with I coaching, love music well, I mean, Tony just Ferguson, like but he was fair. coached, he yeah. was coached back then. I mean, he seemed like he had more structure around his training and other stuff. And I know he said that he seems like he's got that back into his his life, but um, the Tony now is taking a lot more damage than the Tony back then as well. Connor hasn't been fighting. Um, could he be mean that his timing and stuff's going to be off? Sure, but I mean. Connor now is about that power. He just needs to land a couple of those lefts, you know, or shoot, you know, a couple shoulder knocks to the head. You know, that seemed to work pretty well against a cowboy. Um, I'm just more intrigued into how the fight between Chandler because I think it's going to be a more competitive fight mm-hmm. than it was from Ferguson. Would there have been more trash talk with Tony Ferguson? A hundred percent. Tony's all about that, and he would have. It would have been really fun to see him, you know. I don't know what kind of Tony would have got fight week because I, I feel some fight weeks we get a fun Tony that wants to play with the media, another tone other times we get Tony that just thinks we're the you know, the scum of the earth, you know, whereas Chandler's always been he plays the game really, really well. Yes, he does. Um so it I think it just makes for better we're gonna get better quotes. We're gonna I think we're gonna get an overall better fight. Um but yeah, I mean I'm I'm excited about it. But yeah, it'd be interesting to see how the coaching styles break down. I would like to see the fighters that are actually participating, the, the participants, get the most out of what this, what they can get for them tough. Yeah. And about these two coaches, obviously the coaches is going to dwarf the season. You know, I just so now that the guys are that are there, even if they know that the season is going to be all about their coaches fighting, I want them to get the most out of it. And I think the guys on Chandler's side are probably going to get the better. But that being said, Connor's got great coaches that he can bring in, so it's not like he's going to be bringing in chumps. He's going to be bringing in great coaches to speak it. So I think both sides are going to get good stuff out of it. But, yeah, I mean, I think it's great. I just wish we'd know more stuff like what weight class is it going to be at? When's it going to actually happen? You know, when's Connor going to enter into the pool? Does that mean is this going to be in August? Is this going to be September? Is it going to not even be related to the the finale? Are we going to have the finale and then the the coaches fight on a whole different pay-per-view? My my guess is this takes place either November Madison Square Garden or December Las Vegas. Like months after the show. I I, I just think so. I think so. And I know that that's not ideal maybe from an Ultimate Fighter perspective. But they they pulled the coaches off of fights before. So that's not something unique, but to spread it out for months and months. I just, I just think you know. Again, I mean, we kind of spent time talking about it earlier, but Connor is that unicorn, yeah. right? Has to be could, T-Mobile or it, Madison Square Garden. I think so. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, you could bring him to any place, right? But those yeah. are the two cities in the United States where you can have the biggest gates because you can charge the most money, yeah. right? I mean, and that's what it's all about: is how much you know, they're going to sell the same amount of pay-per-views no matter what the arena is. They're going to be, you know, it's going to be huge. What if they open up Allegiant? You think that fight could do Allegiant? I mean, it's Connor. No, that's not big enough to do Allegiant. Who? No. Would, but they certainly have one half of the of the two. But like, you, oh, see, and this is going to go back to what we were talking about earlier. You've got one fight to pick, right? 
you're you're in the meeting. You you're you're in the you're in the war room at the office. Right. You guys know Allegiant Stadium's on the, on on deck, and you know that you got to pick a fight. Is it Connor and Chandler, or is it Islam and Volk to headline Allegiant? You got you can't have them both. Right. You got to do one or the other. One of them has to headline. Which do you pick? Connor. That's it. That's <laughs> it. It's stupid, right? It's a fight that won't have a title on the line. Yeah. That won't have pound for pound rankings on the line. That won't mean anything. But it's the one, and that's yeah. that's that's what this whole are you promoting it right? Are you not yeah. doing it right? It boils back down to that. If I had to sell out Allegiant Stadium right now, I'm not picking the top two pound for pound guys on the planet. Yep. I'm picking Connor and this other dude that I know, and I don't mean to you know yeah demean Michael Chandler, right? But the dude that you know is going to come in there and throw the down. Like yep. he's going to come in there and he's going to tear things up. I mean, it's tough to think about who else would you want. I mean, like John Jones and uh, Francis Ngannou. That could be a fight I could see in there. I could see that. But you need to have absolute superstars to do that. And there's no offense to both those guys because those guys both are stars in their own right, but they're at different levels than what, like, Jones hasn't fought in, like, three years. And he has one fight coming back, and people are just creaming themselves. All right, here's the question. So John Jones comes in in March, smokes Cyril Gunn, right? Just yeah. destroys him in, like, two minutes. He's the champ, right? Now, all of a sudden, you find out uh, you got Naganu back under contract. He doesn't box. He's like, Even if it's just back. one fight. It's one Even fight. It's just he's, a one fight he deal. He signs a one fight deal. So now, you're in that same boardroom, right? And you go, hey, go, we got a date at Allegiant Stadium. It's September, right after Tough is up. We got John Jones and Francis Naganu, and we got Conor McGregor versus Michael Chandler. Which one's the main event? Between the two of them? Yeah. You got both. Now, you got both of them. Both of them are on the card. You got both of those on the card. Which one's the main event? That's tough. Right? That's tougher. I would I would lean towards the heavyweights. I would too, but it seems weird to say I'm going to put Conor McGregor in the co-main. As a co-main. He might actually like the the fact that he doesn't have the top bill or he, because he has less responsibilities that he can get out of it. It's true. But I could see where he could also take a front and be like, no, I'm obviously the A-side. I think if you had those two fights, you could settle Legion Stadium. I mean, if they can get him back to do tough, I think he's willing to play. Right. That's a whole different thing. It'd be one thing if, if he hasn't already agreed to sort of fight. And they're like, we just want to get Connor back. What can we do? I think that then he, they would have to give him yep. the the main event. But the fact that they he's willing to come back to the table because he's been gone for so long, I can see him getting the co-mate because it would be so weird to be like, hey, we've got the heavyweight unification between you know. They wouldn't call it a co-mate. They'd call it a uh, what is how what is how does Bellator phrase it? Double main event. Double main event. Double main event. And then so what he would do is he'd <laughs> say on the he'd say on the the, the backdrop. Both said the names have to be on the same level. You can't have one above the other. They <laughs> have to be to same. Be the longest name ever. Or no, well the names would still be stacked. So it'd be Connor versus you know, oh, yeah, you yeah. know, blah blah blah, and then Jones versus blah 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 over here. But they they be eye eye level or whatever. Oh, that's so funny. But yeah, between that, I mean, but I think that's just because there's an affinity towards heavyweights. But it's a heavyweight, but it's also Jones. And it's Jones. You know, because if it was Ngannou and Gone. I don't care about that as much. Not as much. You know, I mean, I think it's a great fight, you know. And, but if he, if he had McGregor and uh, Nganu gone fight as the heavyweight, I would want McGregor on top. Yep. That's still Jones. Uh, that's Jones. I, I mean, I wonder if Nganu is like, I mean, obviously, like, he's in all the discussions. But I wonder if in the back of the mind he is waiting for March to be like, let me see if John wins first. And if John wins, maybe we talk about something. Well, the fight's always going to be there. Yeah. If, I mean, but honestly, even if Jones lost, that fight could still be there for him. It would. But People it still want to see it. It wouldn't, it wouldn't have, have the same, same yeah. meaning. 
Because, I mean, one, he's not going to get the same amount of money because if right. there's no belt on it or whatever. Yeah. But, yeah, I mean, I don't think Francis is gone forever. I mean. I don't either. I just think he wants to go get that. It's just weird that the UFC, it. they don't tend to do one-fight deals. But if they realize that that's the only fight to make, that's the biggest fight. Like, if they're like, uh, well, Jones doesn't want to fight anybody else, you know, blah, blah, blah. Um, even though I'm sure he has a, an eight-fight he has an eight-fight deal. Just like they, everybody seems to make a big deal about the fact that they just got O'Malley back on an eight-fight deal. I'm like, that's what everybody's been getting lately. The it big seems. One, yeah, the big guys. All the big guys, to, they've, been get, they've been tying them down for eight. Because they want to be like, dude, if, you're, if we're going to be in business together for a while, let's lock this thing down yeah. so I know you're not going to take two case, fights I mean, and leave. In their mind, they're thinking that's two or three years. Yeah. You know, if they slow roll, if they're getting two or three fights a year, you know, a lot of fighters are like, oh, I'm going to fight three or four times. That very rarely ever happens, especially if you're a champ. You, they, Twice. you want to spread it out a little bit. You yeah. know, like, who wants to keep putting the be- the belt at risk? Don't you want to be a champ for a little bit? Like, enjoy it. You got some more money. You know, just enjoy it. But, yeah, I mean, I think they just try to lock these guys down three or four years if they can, you know. and But, but it was just interesting. Everybody's like, oh, my gosh, eight fights. I'm like, bro. I'm, it's been pretty I'm, standard. They've been, been doing ten-fight deals. Yeah. Like Anderson did, like, a ten-fight deal. Like, if it's people like that that are making the top-level money – they want to lock them down they for a lock while because they want to know that, hey, man, we're we're going to invest in you, but that means we know you're going to be around for a while. Like, a, yeah. you know, a three-fight, four-fight contract, That, like I said, that might be a year and a half and you're done. Yeah, done. They want to lock you down for a little while and have you around for a while, but they kind of – they on the flip side, they pay you some significant cash when they sign that type of deal. So, uh, interesting. All right, well, listen, uh, USC 284 is this weekend. I am I am excited to, uh, to watch it. Right now I have to go – uh, have a meeting with some PFL staff that are in town. Uh, obviously, they're coming Ooh. to visit Las Vegas, so I'm going to go talk to them for a little bit. So I'm going to get out and run. Excited for USC 284. I'm telling you, man, it, it is. Uh, it, go watch this interview with with, with John Anik and, and Brendan Fitzgerald. It, I, I really was watching it last night, and I, and I just so related to it, man. Like on Saturday when that fight card is happening, I'm going to be so regretful that I'm not there for the fight. But like tonight, I'm taking my kid to soccer practice. Tomorrow, I'm taking my kid to jujitsu. Like the next, you know, like it's. I won't. I won't. It. Well, you, <laughs> you should just go. It's kids change everything, man. I was, I was, I think I was saying this on the and a half episode this past weekend, but like, I have said, I, like, I've been in this business long enough that I've seen a lot of people be in the position that I'm at right now, where they kind of stopped traveling. Like, there were people that had been on the road forever, and they kind of stopped traveling, and they would say the same thing, like, "Dude, I just want to be around my family." And I swear to God, I used to just be like. Dude, you just lost the passion. Like you don't, you don't, you don't love the sport anymore. Like, cause I was like, no, if you love the sport, you're on the road. You're, you're, you love the job. You're going and doing that. Yeah. And uh, and 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 now I realize, no, they were telling the exact truth. Like, you get to a point with children, man, it changes everything. You're like, I want to be around that little dude as much as I can. You know. Even without children, I think you get that way. You're just like, I, me and my couch are so <laughs> close. That I mean, it's good to do it every once in a while, but like. <laughs> The desire, I mean, do it 10 or 11 years. Like, like I don't have the desire to, like, be everywhere yeah. anytime, you know? I mean, I'll fight night, I regret. I'll fight night, though. I'm like, damn it, I should be there right now. But the rest of the but week. then when you're kicking on your couch and you're just chilling. But you're also sitting out in the arena. It's different if you sit in the back. That's true, too. You know, like, then you get to feel like, oh, I'm not in the bowels of some venue on fight night <laughs> eating <laughs> mediocre food. <laughs> And then working until the wee hours of the night. Oh, oh. or can I do this from my couch? Hmm. <laughs> huh. Uh, B. Option I mean. B. Uh, it's too funny. Too <laughs> but also, funny. too, I just got a bit of tra- travel done, so I guess my, my bug is, is good for a little while. So I headed uh, out to L.A., so I'm good. Yeah, it's, it's very much the same. <laughs> very much the same. I got, look, I'm, I'm trying to finalize my schedule. March, though. March, I'm going to have uh, Canada. Colombia 
and Philadelphia in three straight weeks with Jeez. the commentary. I told you, you don't even cover the UFC anymore. I'm, hey, I'm shifting towards that commentary, baby. I well, speaking it. of, for those that uh, want to watch some other fight action on Valentine's Day, we don't know the actual location yet, but there will be some LFC action for those that are fans of the Lingerie Fighting Championship. We've got a big match. Going, uh, I forget what the, what's it called, Back to the Mansion? Back to the Mansion. Back to the Mansion. What mansion? We don't oh. know yet, <laughs> but it's at a mansion. It's at a mansion. Uh, it's, a, it's, a, it's a non-disclosed location, so they haven't even told us yet. We yeah. just never supposed to be there. But there are supposed to be some big uh, some big potential investors into it. You know, I will say there are. As, uh, as a primary shareholder, like you, uh, <laughs> you're, you're privy to these types you of know, things. You know, we know things. These types of big meetings going on. We know things. It, I, I'll tell you what's funny is I did, uh, so I missed my wife's birthday. Uh, because I went to do Fight League Atlantic and I missed my wife's birthday. And uh, my wife gave me grief about it because she's, she's really one of those, like, days are important. Like, to me, did we celebrate your birthday two days early? Is That's good enough. Yeah. You know what I mean? Not to her. It's got to be on the day. So she was kind of mad at me for that. But she understood. Like, I was, I was going to work. Uh, but it was funny. So I was like, hey, babe. I was like, uh, Valentine's Day, just FYI. Like, <laughs> I know I just missed your birthday a week ago. Uh, just but do just, it early. Just so you know. But she, she doesn't. But Valentine's Day is that's just a Hallmark day. Valentine's Day, I don't think she cares about really. But it's yeah. just funny. Tell her like, she could come spend it with us. Come to come watch a little lingerie yeah. fighting with us. See? Yeah. I'm telling you. Uh, Invite her. And then you can go to dinner afterwards. Ooh, see? Now you're talking. See? Now you're talking. I gotta Get like the, the juices flowing. <laughs> I'm sure we can get an invite to this whatever mansion that we're going to be at, which I will say there will be a uh, former heavyweight boxing champion there present. I'm not sure if I'm supposed to disclose it. I don't think you're supposed to say that. But I will say that there is a former heavyweight boxing champion going to be there. There's been a few of those. I believe that that was supposed to stay in the shareholders meeting. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, Well, you know. When you have so many shares, you can you're you're allowed to uh, give out little bits of info, little little teasers. I love it. Little teasers. I love it. So that that'll be on the horizon. Lingerie fighting championship next week on Valentine's Day. Yeah. And so then, for uh, for those of you that want to have some quality television to watch with your significant other, we got you covered. We I know Oscar filled in for me last time, but uh, yeah, I like to be in town. This <laughs> so time. funny. So good. We've had some fun over the years. All right, listen, I gotta run. I gotta go get to this meeting. Uh, always good chopping it up with you. Uh, those of you that can uh, support us over Patreon.com/slash The Roadshow. Of course, I'll be back this weekend for the end half episode. For everybody yes, else, if you yes. can rate us, review us, leave us some feedback, we always appreciate that. But more than anything, we can just tell you from the bottom of our hearts, we mean it. Thanks for listening. Yeah.